Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Is it me, or does it feel like it's a fast week? It does seem like it's a fast week. I'm just laughing because I hear the the heater, the space heater behind me. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, it's like 94 outside, mm. but we've got a space heater here in the Word FM studio. It's chilly. I need a little sweater here in the studio. It's crazy. Just it's how It's absolutely it is. ridiculous. And, and the insult injury, our other space heater, our space heater, went missing. Someone lifted it. Someone's walking around with a John and Kathy space heater. I can't, like. Uh, where'd that go? Did anyone put our, like, logo on it, like this thing? No, don't do that. Listen. Is that, is that on the space heater? Everything. Is, was this? She was a mom. Everything in our house, when the kids were little, yeah. had our kid's name on it. Like, oh, all right. Sudden, every like, jacket, every right, Frisbee, book, right, wiffle book, ball. Like, yeah, yeah. like, my wife, she could not. It was like, there was like a master thief in the neighborhood <laughs> who may <And> she, <laughs> have preyed upon the Hall family, but she was going to make sure that they had a guilty conscience as they were throwing our Frisbee oh that said Hall yeah. on it. It was yeah, an yeah, embarrassment yeah. to us. Yeah. Okay. Well, here, I w- was the opposite. Okay? Free range. I forgot to put names in anything. So <laughs> we'd come back from a field trip, right? And my daughter's five would say like, Mommy, I, I, don't, I, know where, I don't know where my yellow coat is. And I'd be like, oh, someone will return it to us. Then I'd think, no, no one's going to return it to us because no. I don't put our name in anything. Or how about this? Didn't you love to go to the lost and found box at the end of the year at school? That's the, where I'd find that jacket. Of course, you, exactly. And I'd find like two pairs of their socks, and I'd find that library book that I should have returned. Here's I some gloves like from 1954. Oh, yeah. I, I still need those. I, seriously. Yeah. How about the the um, lost and found at the church? <laughs> you, Christy, you went to a big church. That lost and found big... must have been like substantial. It was pretty big. Yeah. So they end like after a while, it got like donated to the city mission if you right. didn't claim it. Right. Was there any right. any like everybody like leave a hoagie behind or something? You know. Oh, there's been food left Arby's. behind at our church. Really? Oh, for sure. Someone's got some cookies in a bag. Oh, yeah. Did you ever eat it? No. You never know. You might go. You might go. eating leftover food in the sanctuary. <laughs> what, am I David being pursued and yeah. I like am starving with my men? It what? Like, That's not happening. Hey, this is the loaves and the fishes. I mean, here. somebody left this here for a reason. I'm going to eat that baby up. It's just, That's no, just what I'm saying. Absolutely not. Okay, let's switch from that to the news of the day. I would like to. There's a hard push, isn't it? As we always do, Kath gets underway with the top news stories. Kath, please give us the top four at four. All righty. For Wednesday, July 28th, my best friend from high school, Amy Marshall's birthday. Hey, Em. Happy birthday. Number one. More than six months into the country's COVID-19 vaccination campaign, evangelical Christians are more resistant to getting the vaccine than other major religious groups, according to newly released data. Oh, do tell. The Wall Street Journal reports today that some 24% of white evangelicals said they wouldn't be vaccinated, according to a study from the Public Religion Research Institute. Evangelicals of all races make up about one quarter of the U.S. population, and health officials say persuading them to get the shot is crucial to slowing the spread of the Delta variant, fueling recent increases in COVID-19 cases. The percentage of white evangelicals who say they have been vaccinated or plan to get the shot as soon as possible was 56% in June, up from 45 in March, tied, though, for the lowest figure among groups included in the survey, along with Hispanic Protestants, many of whom are also evangelicals. Now, for comparison's sake, I will tell you that members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints had the second highest rate of adherents who refused to get vaccinated at 19%. Jews had the highest percentage of members willing to get vaccinated 
at 85. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Wait, so the Mormons had 19%? Yeah. Just 19? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Mm-hmm. 19. You think Christian scientists yeah. would Well, that. that's 19% who refuse to get vaccinated, okay. not 19% uh, who are vaccinated. vaccinated. Okay. Right, 19% who refuse to get vaccinated. All right. All right, number two. The NBA draft is Thursday night, and Justin Champagny, former Pitt sophomore forward, is among the players under serious consideration to be one of the 60 who are chosen. The 30-team NBA conducts only two rounds. According to the Trib, if he is selected, Champagny at six foot five and three quarters, to be mm. specific, it's tall. Will be the first player since 2014 to be drafted after finishing his collegiate career at Pitt. Now, let me say that I am absolutely against this, and he should come back and play at Pitt. No, he should cash. No, he. Let's go. That's because you don't care about Pitt basketball. You I... have no emotional investment, so you don't care. What's best for the young man? I care. Champagny, age 20, could have returned to Pitt for his junior season and been its best player, which was my dream. Uh-huh. But again, nobody cared. He led the ACC in rebounding, finished second in scoring, played well at the Combine last month. He got 28 points, 20 rebounds. He's being selfish. Whatever. It's all about cash for the draft. <laughs> so for three, lottery officials say a woman in Germany carried a winning ticket in her purse for weeks without realizing it was worth, get ready, $39 million. Wow. According to ABC News, the 45-year-old woman is the sole winner of a draw on June 9th, having correctly guessed seven fields on a German lottery ticket. The woman, who was not named, said, I still get dizzy at the thought that I carelessly carried about 33 million euros around in my purse for weeks. The mother of one had picked random numbers on the uh, Euro lottery ticket and doesn't plan to play it again, saying the win was, quote, more than enough for my husband, my daughter, and me. She says she plans to use her lucky windfall to live a healthy life and do more for the environment. What about people? She doesn't care about that. Number four. Approximately 70 minutes after competing in the women's 200-meter freestyle race in which she finished fifth, swimmer Katie Ledecky showed no signs of fatigue at all. It was like she just woke up in the morning and hadn't done a thing. She took control of the 1,500-meter race from the start at last night's Olympics. According to ESPN, she cruised to victory with a time of 15.37.34, more than four seconds ahead of silver medalist, her teammate Erica Sullivan, also of the U.S. Germany's Sarah Kohler took home the bronze. Ledecky American teammates chanted USA, USA as she coasted to victory. And that is your top four at four. Nice. Four seconds. That's a gigantic Listen, they said, they said this is what she, first of all, this race has never been swum before by women in the Olympics. This is the very first really? time. Very, very Why first time. Because they didn't think that women could swim a mile. <laughs> but it turns out they can. Uh, uh, shockingly mm-hmm. so, really. Anyway, so, but this is what she does. This is her classic thing, is she coasts in so much sooner than anyone else that she's able to stop, take her glasses off, and, like, watch everyone else come in. Wait, what do you mean? She coasts in? She goes, well, she, she finishes the race. Oh, oh, and I then, see. But she's so far ahead of everybody she takes that she can take her goggles off really? and kind of sit there and wait Has for everybody else. Has her frozen Coke and a pretzel Isn't poolside. That, I know. The heck? I love her. Very nice. I really love her. Oh. Probably the greatest female swimmer ever. Mm. Are you watching much? All night long. Are From the watching... moment I get home, I turn it on and I leave it on. I fell asleep last night really? watching it. Are you watching the main channel or our secondary channel? I'm channels? watching the main channel. I'm not going for the Peacock. I'm, I'm going just... for different Are stuff. You? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because why? I was You know why? Because just watching last... the Simone Biles thing was so uh, uncomfortable last night. Yeah. I just had to, I, I had to go to bed. I thought actually. this is too personal. Why does the camera have to be like you, on you sign up her for. face? You sign up for that, right? You become part of the. That's horrible. Look at us. What are you talking about? Why well, I know. Cam- yeah, but okay. But this, it is. Is, this is part of our job. Part of her job. 
It's that's the same thing. She swings around crazy, no, does wild I things, I think, and she's on camera. I don't think I don't I don't. It's when, part when, of it. When you decide to be a gymnast, you don't decide to be part of the she's, media mouse. She's a, a gymnast and a media personality as well. That's how it works. All right, I Just still saying. think it's too much. All right, that's how I feel. So we take a quick break. Come yep. back when yep. we do come back. There's yeah. a big one. Don't blame your lack of self control on what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that modesty straight ahead on the ride home. W-O-R-D. Moms are the most influential people on the planet. For years, you've trusted Focus on the Family. Now you have the chance to experience it in person. Enter the Focus on the Family VIP experience. We'll fly you and three others to Focus on the Family headquarters, where you'll stay at Great Wolf Lodge in Colorado Springs and sit in on an actual Focus on the Family program. Enter once per day and complete bonus tasks to increase your chances of winning. The Focus on the Family VIP experience. Register to win at work. FM.com slash focus. Thursday, August 12th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join Grammy Award-winning artist Michael W. Smith and a host of others for Food for the Poor's national virtual celebration, We Are One. We come together to provide 10 million meals for desperately hungry children and families in countries like Haiti. The event is complimentary, but reserve your space right now to receive a link to a silent auction of incredible trips to both national and international destinations. RSVP now at foodforthepoor.org forward slash one. That's foodforthepoor.org forward slash O-N-E. What is the most exciting day of your life? Surprisingly for Neil Armstrong, it wasn't the day he landed on the moon. When Armstrong, a devout Christian, visited Israel in 2007, the government assigned archaeologist Mir Ben-Dov as his personal guide. At the Hulda Gate atop stairs leading to the Temple Mount, Armstrong asked if Jesus might have walked there. Ben-Dov responded yes. As a Jew, Jesus certainly used these steps many times visiting the temple. As Armstrong walked them, he said, I have to tell you, I'm more excited stepping on these stones than I was stepping on the moon. January is much warmer in Israel than here. But as you walk the footsteps of Jesus, the real warmth will be in your heart as you feel the same emotions Neil Armstrong felt. Visiting Israel may just be the greatest experience in your life. Imagine Tours is offering a 10-day Israel tour leaving Pittsburgh January 10th. For more information, visit pgh22.com or call 724-287-5151. That's pgh22.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. What is an integrated curriculum? For the teachers at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon, their award-winning approach is like a wheel, where subjects like science, math, and language arts are the spokes, but at the center, God is the hub, holding it all together. And through hands-on learning, monthly field experiences, the all-school unit, and more, kids develop a passion for learning and faith in a way that's really cool. Schedule a private tour today. Jubilee Christian School, K-6 through grade. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. Kath and I have been producing this show for about 15 years. And, I, and to be honest, there are many times I, I think to myself, it would be so much easier for me if Kath would just wear a poncho. <laughs> I mean, 
Just wear an afghan, I mean, something. crying out loud. I mean, what the heck? Show some modesty in the Word FM studio. <laughs> right. Tyler Huckabee is with us. Tyler is Relevant Magazine's senior editor, and he's written a piece at Relevant called Don't Blame Your Lack of Self-Control on what she's wearing, which is an extension in many ways, this modesty conversation yep. that's been going on now for a month or so. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so Tyler, this is something that's uh, circling all around social media now. People who are inside Christian ministries, Christian organizations, churches, or just the subculture in general are talking about. So what do we mean by modesty? Um, and why is it that the women seem to pay the price for the fact that men can't mm-hmm. control themselves? Uh-huh. Yeah, and it does seem like this is a conversation that, I don't know, I'm 36 years old, and I'd say I hear about once a year, especially in the summer months when it starts getting warm again, this conversation seems to start creeping back up, and there have been a few reasons for it uh, this particular time. And usually I kind of stay out of it because, you know, I'm a guy, and it feels not really my place to weigh in, exactly, but, yeah. but it seemed like sometime this time, there was there were a few things this time that I specifically wanted to address to kind of my fellow guys who tend who wade into this conversation with some thoughts that I hopefully, hopefully might be sort of helpful and at least uh, steer the conversation in a helpful direction instead of in an unhelpful one. Yeah, well, I think it is a helpful conversation just as a reminder. Hey, guys. So, you know, uh, the Matthew West song. Uh, the, modest the, is the, modest. The, yeah, that came up, and that was a whole other story. But, you know, uh, now on the heels of the Olympics. Okay, okay so oh, wait, so, so explain the modest is hottest story uh, for people who don't know. Tyler, you, you do that. You describe that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Matthew West is a singer-songwriter in the contemporary Christian music industry, and, and, and yeah, he seems like a very nice guy, and I'm yeah. not saying that either to to besmirch his, you know, I don't know right. him, but but I'm sure he's very friendly. And he he created this music video called Modest is Hottest. It was sort of a jokey, tongue-in-cheek ode to how he wishes that his daughters would dress more modestly in his right. language or, or wear more clothes. And, and kind of a family thing, yeah, right? I mean, his was, wife and kids yeah, are in it. And I want to give him the video. Yeah, yeah. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, Tyler, like you are. I think he had good intentions in doing it. Of course it. he did. Yeah. It was fun. It was jokey, yeah. and his family appeared in the video. It didn't become jokey about five minutes right. after he released it. It tripped, it tripped a lot of wires. It, it hit a lot of people, understandably so, in some very sense, in ways that he did not intend, and touched some really live wires and, and some live nerves. And he, I think to his credit, ended up pulling the song and, yeah. and sort of apologizing for it, which is not necessarily something that people do a lot of on the Internet. So I, I, you know, tip of the cap to him for recognizing that this conversation was going in a way he didn't intend. But it did kick off this whole new, another round of the modesty debate, particularly on Christian areas of social media. Yeah. Okay, so you were talking about the Olympics, John. Okay, so look at the Olympics now, right? I beach mean, volleyball? Beach uh, volleyball. Yeah. Women are wearing these super skimpy little bottoms. The guys are wearing gym shorts. Right, exactly. Women's gymnastics. You know, finally, the women... It was the Polish team who finally said, you know what, what is wrong with you people? Right, okay. And so look, look uh, at women's gymnastics. The German team, are now they're wearing, you know, tights. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. There is some sort of a sexuality overtone to women in the Olympics. I don't think, that's, I don't think you can deny that, yeah? Oh, I absolutely don't deny that. And I think it's important. I think it's really cool that the Norway team had the wherewithal to stand up for themselves and that their their team backed them up on that. uh, That was the Norway team. Wait, I gave credit to the Polish team. That's right. I'm always looking to give my countrymen a, a hands up. All those, you know, one of those European countries over there. And I, 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 believe, I believe it was the Norway team uh, set up. And that's, I think that's really cool. And that, that's yeah. really important. Yeah. The, the article that I wrote is sort of separate from the issue of, of a 
women having the the right and being empowered to make the decisions about what they dress like and what they want to wear when they compete in the Olympics. And I really wanted to focus on what men's responsibility was. Uh, and I don't think that men's responsibility in this case is uh, is trying to enforce some sort of dress code that's perfectly attuned to their own thoughts and desires for every woman in their life and certainly every woman who comes into their you know line of sight throughout the rest of their lives. Right. And so, Tyler, you talk about Matthew 5, right? I mean, if, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out. It's not the res- woman's responsibility. You don't gouge the woman's eye out. The guys take responsibility for your own eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I think that there is so much room here for men to use any sort of dangerous thoughts they think they're having or any dark impulses in their brains to see that not as a problem for the women in their lives and not as another opportunity for them to sort of uh, try to spread more control around that they don't really have in their lives and instead try to ask themselves, okay, what does it say about me? What does it say about my heart? What does it say about the way that I view women in general? And how can I check that, uh, make sure that my heart is right? And if you solve that inner problem, that root problem of the way you're thinking about women or about sexuality in general, then that I think will solve a lot of the symptoms the outer manifestation of those issues, which have to do with things like uh, objectifying impulses or, or viewing women as sex topics because of what they're wearing. Right. We're talking with Tyler Huckabee. He is a senior editor at Relevant Magazine. He wrote a piece, Don't Blame Your Lack of Self-Control on What She's Wearing. And, and, and Tyler, you know, I'm sure people who are not believers and are not part of, you know, a, a Christian subculture listening to this conversation might think, oh, how quaint that they're talking about this. Because or they think they are so tight. Like, what they, is well, that? But the fact of the matter is, you know, we saw this, that, you know, three of the top 10 Internet sites in the world are porn sites. And, you know, those are billions of clicks every day. So, the you know, the yeah. country itself, the world itself is awash in lust and pornography. And we're talking about covering up modestly and guys taking control of their own eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there is room for overlap here, whether or not you come at this conversation from a Christian worldview. I think we can all agree that treating women with respect and then treating women with respect is important, that that men uh, humanizing the women in their life even more is important. And I think one way to do that when you're a man is to take control of that thought life. And that's something that uh, that transcends just the biblical worldview. We all want more of that. What I'm suggesting in here is that that doesn't start with, for men, that doesn't start with telling women how to dress. It starts with how you perceive the women in your life and how much you treat them like human and as people who are worthy of respect intellectually, socially, relationally, and certainly physically as well. Yeah. Tyler, I think one of the things, yeah, I've been a woman for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. And I've I have two I have two daughters, and so we have talked about this at least you know five thousand times. Modesty and oh my gosh, yeah. it's just it comes up all the time. And one of the things that I think is just really important that we that my husband and I have both told our girls is we want you to dress modestly, not because of what it's going to do to a guy who you're around, but because you're a child of God and you are. Uh-huh. You are loved and you are valued and you should look like you're loved and valued. Um, and so it's not about your relationship with men. It's about your relationship with God. And it doesn't mean that you have to be covered from head to toe. It just means that you, again, how you carry yourself is about the fact that you are a child of a king. But wait, now you're not saying that Cardi B is less a child of God than anybody else. No, no. Thank you. I, no, that's not what I meant. But I'm saying that when you make your own clothing choice, 
choices knowing that that's in your head then you can it it becomes it's a matter of dignity i think at least that's what i was trying to teach my girls it's a matter of dignity for you and you make your own choices you're an individual you can decide how much is too much or whatever but it's it's because of your own dignity it's not because you're trying to fit some man's perception. or some or some man's perspective on what's good for you because that's not for him that's not for him to decide um right so i so i think if men understood that that's how this i this modesty culture makes women feel i i don't know maybe i'm i'm being too uh kind and generous about it but i feel like men would get it if it was just explained a little more tyler what do you say I think that's probably true, and and I want to stress here, I'm not, a, I don't have kids, so those conversations aren't ones that I've that I've had to have. Uh, but I think that what I love about that approach and that conversation is what you're doing is you're starting with you are a person of infinite value to God, and that's and when you start with that as the root and the motivating force of the conversation, then that's then you're, that's you're not going to go too far wrong. You know that that's a great place to start a conversation. It's hard to see how that could get really off track. And too often, where these conversations starts is the the implied message is your body is dangerous. The men around you are dangerous. Put those two things together, and you're, there's just going to be trouble. Better to try to to satiate or or, or solve all the problems in these guys' lives, and, and that's just not uh, that's a very self defeating thing to teach women. It's a self defeating thing to teach men too, because they're taught that there's really no victory here. They're always going to be a slave to their worst impulses, and I just don't think that's true. Right. I mean, look, uh, I talk about this a lot. I, I'm, I've got five sisters. And so a guy would come up to, you know, date my sister. He met my dad first. And my dad always, you know, said, hey, you're with my daughter. You're also with me. And there was kind of like a fear factor in there in some ways, mm-hmm. you know. And I think there's a respect built sure. into that yeah, fear yeah. that they sort of go hand in hand. Because, you know, it is somebody's daughter, right? So you look at that and you kind of go, I'm going to step up and be a gentleman here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I've, I remember those. <laughs> I don't miss those conversations that I had before I was married with uh, with the fathers of the girls I was dating, but I did have them, and it was and it was it was always for the better. Yeah, and you know what? I, again, with with every issue right now, it seems like we're being asked to be on one side or another, and that's yeah, that's, that's really frustrating. And this issue is one of a jillion I could name right now that are nuanced. Right. And it requires a good conversation between men and women. It doesn't require people being on social media spouting off and saying, this is my viewpoint. And if you don't agree with it, then, you know, you're wrong because there is an element of recognizing that we are brothers and sisters together. And our goal as Christians is to care for one another. Right. To be kind and merciful and just with each other. And so that that might mean that a woman changes her outfit because of because of a particular guy. I'm not saying that should be prescriptive. I'm just saying that maybe that could happen every once in a while. I don't think it has to be, well, I don't give a crap about guys or the other extreme where I'm modeling my whole outfit based on a guy. I think there, mm-hmm. there can be something in the middle. There is nuance, yeah. I mean, Tyler, so, yeah, you know, you're, you're married. and I'm, I'm sure you're, yeah. you and your wife have this conversation, right? I mean, she, you know, she's wearing what she wants to wear. But when you step out, you're looking good. But there's, at the same time, you know, there's a, an element of modesty to this. That's all. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that's not a, a – I think that the what's been helpful for me in, in my life, and I, I really credit this to my father and with my parents-in-law, is that there is – that she has a lot of respect for herself mm-hmm. and that that doesn't need you – know, that, so that conversation was sort of handled well before I came into the picture. And so I would say that's where, although I don't have kids, I have seen the value 
in that's the sort of parenting that teaches a lot of respect for yourself, a lot of respect for your own body. And I'm a product of that kind of parenting too, like, like knowing that I that, that I do have control over my thought life and and how I treat the people in my life, the women in my life, and that has been that has paid off enormous dividends in this particular area right sure. and so the, the bottom line is if you were not raised this way or if you did not have this conversation with people that you respected or were mentoring you or whatnot then it doesn't enter into your head because society culture is just so over deeply over sexualized yeah yeah i think that's true and it, it is hard you know if you aren't raised this way and i think to some extent we're all a little bit of a, pro- a product of a of a culture that has a lot of negative ideas, bad ideas, toxic ideas about sexuality, about women, and that's going to take some work on all of our parts, some some rededication of those parts of us that have been subjected to those things to God and to a biblical worldview. But it is doable, and if you're willing to put in the time and effort and discipline to realign realign your heart and your mind and your eyes to Jesus Christ. Then, uh, then what you're going to get out of it on the other end is just so rich and so rewarding. Your relationships yeah. are so much better and more fruitful because you're not worried about this potential time bomb in you in the sure. same way that you yeah. are if you go and do these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not fear-based anymore. Now you can like, exactly. yeah, you can rejoice in the now. Well, Tyler, it's been right. super fun to meet you. We love Relevant. Yeah, and we do we've love loved, Relevant. We've loved, it for, we've loved it for a long time. You want to tell our listeners about it? Yeah, Relevant Magazine is, uh, I've been senior editor here for about, Three years now, and uh, we're a we exist at the intersection of faith and culture. We try to cover cultural conversations, uh, pop culture like music, movies, TV shows, books from a faith perspective. Uh, so some of our recent people we've talked to have been folks like Matthew McConaughey, uh, Letitia Wright from Black Panther. Uh, got a few more uh, exciting things in the works that I can't talk about just yet, but I would love to see everybody listen to this over Relevant Magazine. Uh, really excited about what we're doing right now. Fabulous. Terrific. Great job. It's very well done. Tyler, thanks, all, uh, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. Tyler Huckabee from Relevant Magazine. Don't blame your lack of self-control on what she's wearing. We're going to step away for just a minute. Uh, Fans of Jeopardy, a record was broken this past week. Not a good record. We'll talk about that next. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 1282321. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, Call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 
800-931-6651. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just the number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. 1.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart tune in and at radio.com Becoming cloudy tonight we'll see a nighttime low of 66 mostly cloudy tomorrow it will be humid with a couple of heavy thunderstorms Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high tomorrow of 79. Friday will be mostly sunny, less humid in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The game shows Jeopardy. Of course, uh, as Alex Trebek was passing away, uh, was a, a long sort of joyful but also painful slog knowing that you know we're counting down the days until alex was not going to be seen on the tube anymore and you know i've watched jeopardy for years i loved it um it's been around since 1964 wow in one form or another but uh so now that alex trebek has passed away there's been one guest host after another for many many months um, so aaron Rodgers. yeah you name it uh was Katie Cork? Katie Cork was yeah, on it as was well. Yeah, I mean, um, there's so many different people, and I don't have a list of those. But mm-hmm. Those guest hosts who've joined. Lavar Burton is current, right? Lavar Burton. Rating Rainbow. Yeah. So Roots. Monday was Lavar Burton's uh, premiere on Jeopardy. Okay. And, I bet uh, he was excellent. I don't watch Jeopardy, so he was excellent. Of he course was he excellent. was, because I love Lavar. And what's cool about it is everybody, you know, they're they're fans or super fans, so everybody's sort of making a little ode to Alex Trebek. But on Monday's episode. Um, it had no bearing at all on LeVar Burton, but a, a contestant set a record, which was not a good record. It was the largest losing number in Jeopardy history. The so port- it's like the worst score of all time? The worst score, yeah. A product specialist, whatever that is, a young man by the name of Patrick Pierce from Fountain Valley, California, ended the episode minus $7,400. I mean, that's got to be rough. That's what I would do. That would just stay with you the rest okay, of your life. This is what I think, because I, I passed by Jeopardy last night when I was looking for the Olympics. Yeah. And I thought, for all the years that this show has been on, I it's so humbling to think that there are this many contestants that are smart enough to even try mm-hmm. 
to do this. I mean, they, I mean, they make I mean, the tours around listen, the cities. I read all the time, right? I spent my whole life studying. I could never do that show. Yeah. I could. Could you do that? Well, there, there was a time when I would sit and I was I felt pretty good about myself. Okay. I've never, I was there. I've never felt but, good about you know, myself. As I'm a little, you know, going down the road here a few years, I go, I'm a little behind, a little. So okay, no, our there's producer. No way now. What do you think, Christy? Christy? Can you jump on that? Are no. you a Jeopardy fan? I'm not a Jeopardy fan. I've watched it. Yeah. Um, I embarrass myself every time I watch it, yes. so I don't watch it. Exactly. Right. Okay. There's so nothing worse than like sitting there watching with your family, and and you're every... shouting, you're shouting out the answer. Wrong. Or no, no, everyone's Wrong. just shamefully silent. I've got nothing. I got oh, nothing right, in right. this. I, thing. I don't even have a guess for or, this. And category. then the, the the rare time you do something, you yell it out, and it's wrong. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like a show of humiliation. I have. I, I feel like I could do very well with Jeopardy if it was multiple choice. No, it's not because that. oftentimes I know what I'm going for, but I can't quite get it. You yeah. know what I mean? But if I could read it multiple no. choice, I'd be good to go. Anyway, so that could have been multiple used. choice Jeopardy. No, Mm-mm. I feel like that might have a. How about time. SNL Jeopardy? Is the greatest. Oh my god! It's so it's awesome. hysterically it's funny, funny stuff. Yeah. Anyway, seven thousand four hundred dollars in the hole. It'll just stay with him for the rest of his yeah. life. Let us take a quick break. When we come back, one of our regular guests, Ann Kennedy. She is at Lakeside, vacationing with her family somewhere in the woods. We'll talk with her next. What's next? Nature and Ann. WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we're launching a new study that will take us along the road of reconciliation. We follow the Apostle Paul, Philemon, and Onesimus to see how the power of the gospel transforms their relationship for the glory of God. That's this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. Remember what it was like getting together with your partner for a fabulous night out? It's been too long. Join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Princess for our date night dinner cruise, Wednesday, August 25th. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers while you enjoy a great dinner, music, and fabulous views of the city skyline. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers. Just $45 a ticket. Don't miss the boat. Reserve your seat now at wordfm.com slash date night. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee 
through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 831.21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I don't know if you watch uh, the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, yeah. But I do. Very funny. And uh, one of the things he talks about is when he goes on vacation or he goes to the pool or he's sitting at the beach, Mm -hmm. he can't read a book. You know why? Why? Because he's too busy looking at everybody else. He's looking over there and saying, what's that guy doing? What's that guy doing? He's people watching. Exactly. I think that's what my friend Ann Kennedy is doing on her vacation. That's just my suspicion. We're going to find out now. Ann Kennedy is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. And she blogs every day, well, most days, yeah, she does. at PreventingGrace.com. Anne, are you judging people around you? That is my question to you today. I am. I guess that's that is true. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to read when there's too, when there's other people to watch. Right. So you're on vacation and and you're somewhere where you're kind of like a lakeside in the woods. Is that true? We are in Fairhaven Beach. Uh, it's on Lake Ontario. It's so pretty. Uh, the lake is gorgeous, uh, but the campsites are like kind of mashed up right on top of each other. So. Um, I love camping a lot, but I sort of like remote camping where I'm not around people. Right. Okay. And um, so everybody in the state of New York has come here mm. for this week, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and um, there are a lot of little kids all up and down here. And uh, I, of course, love children because I have six, but all of mine are not little bitty tiny anymore. Um so I did all that. So now I'm listening to all these, like, you know, real sweet, um, God bless their hearts, moms and dads with their little biddies. Um, and having done that, I feel, I mean, I have, I'm actually having to crack open my old prayer book and confess my sins at night because I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. with the new, new wave of parenting in this. Yeah. And no one's um, asked for your advice, have they? Wilderness. No, like no one has come over. And it's kind of sketchy that they're like, you know, I'm here, my husband and my six large children. And we get a lot of stares, you know, as we walk up and down, um, hiking through the woods or whatever. But no one has come to me to be like, uh, can't you, can you tell me what you did? Your kids are, you know, they're not screaming or anything. Can you tell me about how you did that? I'm just still waiting. I'm just praying that yeah. somebody will come over here and ask me. It could be a long vacation as you... It's, it's going to be. As you sit there and long for the question. Ann Kennedy's with us. Her book <laughs> nailed it. 365 sarcastic devotionals for angry and worn out people. Now, um, vacationing with kids is something different. It's often not a whole lot of a vacation. Now, your kids are older, so it might, are you getting into it like vacation? Like, Rhythm? can you relax, I guess is what I'm asking. 
I, I'm sort of relaxed. I'm like half relaxed because I brought a big stack of work with me on this vacation. And so actually my kids are angry because I keep um, trying to get out of outings so that I can get work done. And they're, they're, um, and they, they would rather, of course, that I um, wash the dishes by hand rather than that they do it because I am trying to get word counts in, but um, they're, no, it's, it's pretty restful. I like my kids. I did the hard work early on. So I enjoy being with my children and it's nice to sit around the campfire and uh, listen to them. They're super sarcastic. So I feel like I've done really everything I can do for my children now. And you know, my work is done. Right. Basically so if I should be going. If they've inherited your sarcasm, Pretty much they've arrived as people. Pretty much. Like, there's nothing more, you know, other than going across and telling other people how to do it, I don't have anything left in life. So, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Now, Anna, I'm one of seven children. And, of course, uh, you've got six. But what is that like? Because I remember talking with my brothers and sisters. Are your children communicating kindly with each other? Yeah, it's been interesting to see them, you know, grow. My oldest is 19 and my youngest is 10. So they're, um, they have really interesting conversations with each other and they've developed their own sort of microorganism. If I died and went away, they would be totally self-sufficient. Like they don't emotionally, they're emotionally connected to each other uh, apart from me, which has really been fun to see. And they, um, they're, you know they they're competitive and they're good at joking so they they're trying to up each other on the joke factor oh. which i appreciate so much yeah um but yeah it's fun to be with a bunch of teenagers is actually a lot more fun than going camping with six you know toddlers one and Okay, now there you are. You're very close. Now, this is always surprising because whenever you drive by a campground, people make great efforts, have you said, to get away from the hustle and bustle of home. But then you go camping in the vast wilderness, but you're camping next door to, you know, virtual strangers. You're kind of squashed in on each other. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, New York State has a lot of great uh, national parks and um, most of them you can kind of get away, but this is a wonderful beach. So of course they're trying to pack 500 campsites into one place. So, um, and I think people have driven from all over the place to get here. So it is, it is tight. And, you know, I was thinking, of course, like the, the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be a city. I'm always trying to get out and go, you know, into the country, but so it's really ironic that I would come out here to rest, and it's like another tiny city. It's like God has it in for me, yeah. and for eternity, it's going to—I mean, I, I trust it's going to be a little nicer than this forever, but I don't know. But it right might now. be tight. You never know. I mean, considering it, your track record. It might, it might be so tight. Right. All right now, now, look, now— uh, Six children, and our listeners may not know this, your husband himself, an Anglican priest, and, of course, now there's the two of you together looking at other campers. What about your husband's priestly ability at the campsite? Has that, um, has that shown itself? No, I mean, I did, I did suggest that we go up and down and tell everybody about Jesus, and I do think that we should do that, but also... I also think we'd be asked to be asked to leave, mm-hmm. 
if we start proselytizing. Um, but it, this is a post-Christian world here. and um, I'm sure it is. So we're, we've actually prayed. I don't remember praying for all my neighboring campers before, but I definitely have done that this oh, time. Oh, that's good. That's and good. I, li- the- I like that. If you went around proselytizing, though, Anne, I don't think it was. it's the management of the park that would ask you to go home. It might be your six children. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine? My my 19-year-old would literally Mom. die. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, so then if you were going to talk about this week, Anne, and you were going to say, let me teach you something about this week, what is it that we need to know? Well, I do think that camping is a really good way to uh, re- be, be, become resistant to Gnosticism because I think most of the time I'm tricked into the idea that my body doesn't matter. And every year when I'm camping, especially with six children, I remember again that the body really matters. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because you're so uncomfortable, and you think, "Why do we camp anyway? Why does my back hurt? Why am I wet? And Mm. why do I?" Oh, good for you. I'm so glad you love to camp. Kathy hates it. John likes to camp, and I hate it so much. I love to camp. So I want you guys to camp all of your days and just soak it up. Whatever, like however much camping is allotted to me, I would like to just selflessly pass that off to you. But Anne, you know what? You are. I'm surprised that you're doing dishes when you're camping. I mean, generally, I'm doing you know like my camp you know really basic stuff and mostly paperware but you know high marks for you for washing your dishes i bring a full set of dishes and cutlery and pots and pans like i have a whole set of stuff just to camp and we cook um like much more complicated food than we do at home really we take the time to like you know bake fish in the fire or um you know, make something a complicated curry or something like nice. that because we have more time. And then, yeah, then we do all the dishes. Really? Um, Excellent. Yeah. Good for you. What's on the menu tonight? Well, now now you're making me embarrassed. We're going we're <laughs> to roast hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. I thought you were having of, curry. All of her I know, goals. but yesterday, yesterday we did like a really nice grilled chicken okay, uh, flattened over the grill. So uh, our I timing swear. was off. That's all. Okay, just our timing was bad. We to to you Sorry, yesterday. we didn't mean to you know, put you on the spot, but I just did. That's you know, all right. My <laughs> that is Ann Kennedy, author Love of you, Nailed Anne. It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. So if you're angry or worn out, it is the book for you, Anne. No, you need some – take some rest, Ann, please. Right, yeah, please. We want you to. Thank you. I'll try. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best. Thank you. That's Ann Kennedy. Preventing Grace at the Patheos website, preventinggrace.com. Ann Kennedy. I love her. She's just really sweet. She's a nut. And she she's super strong. That's good. Six kids. She has so Better many be. children. So very, very many children. Remember what it was like getting together with your partner for a fabulous night out? It's been too long. Join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Princess for our date night dinner cruise, Wednesday, August 25th. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers while you enjoy a great dinner, music, and fabulous views of the city skyline. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers. Just $45 a ticket. Don't miss the boat. Reserve your seat now at wordfm.com slash date night. How well do you know God? The book of Hosea reads, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. 
One way to increase your knowledge of God is to visit Israel. Two years ago, I took a tour there, not knowing what to expect. It was our visit to the Garden of Gethsemane where I experienced my close moment with God. Praying in the same place as Jesus before his crucifixion, all I could think of was his obedience to the Father, and I too needed to do the same. Returning home, things changed. Now each morning and night, I close my door, read the Bible, and pray on my knees, often thinking of that precious time at Gethsemane. This trip changed me. I'm now closer to God. For this reason, I strongly encourage you to go there in the hope that you too experience a similar faith renewal. Imagine Tours is offering the identical 10-day Israel tour I experienced leaving from Pittsburgh, January 10th. For more information, go to pgh22.com or call 724-287-5151. Again, that's pgh22.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Thursday, August 12th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join Grammy Award-winning artist Michael W. Smith and a host of others for Food for the Poor's national virtual celebration, We Are One. We come together to provide 10 million meals for desperately hungry children and families in countries like Haiti. The event is complimentary, but reserve your space right now to receive a link to a silent auction of incredible trips to both national and international destinations. RSVP now at foodforthepoor.org forward slash one. That's foodforthepoor.org forward slash O-N. Hi, this is Robert Jermolowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Are you looking to grow your career with an MBA? Waynesburg University offers an affordable 100% online 30-credit MBA program, which can be completed in less than two years. To learn more, visit waynesburg.edu. I saw an article today about a sugary cereal. Now, who doesn't love sugary cereal? Oh, yeah. When you were growing up, did you? Yes. Yeah. Of course. You know the little individual boxes? That's exactly. That's where you go down the wrong path because you're no, just no. doing one after another after another. Yeah. With all of us kids, you had to grab that box I of your choice you and then hide it. I bet you did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not like a jewel thief because I spent my entire <laughs> adolescent hiding things from my siblings. I'm saving right. this for later. I had so many good places. <laughs> all right. So this article is from Metro Parent, which is a website I don't believe I've ever been on before. But it has ranked um, the amount of sugar... In the top 10 most sugary cereals. Really? Okay. And I'm going to give them to you from 10 to 1. Do you have a favorite sugary yes, cereal? Yes, I do. Should I start out by saying that? I've... My favorite sugary cereal is not on this list, which really? makes me feel good that it's not oh. one of the 10 most sugary cereals. I love Special K with strawberries. That's not sugary. Yeah, it is. How can yeah, that be? Is. That's like a good cereal. No, that's not. That's, no, it is. That's special. healthy cereal. Exactly. Here, Thank you. Healthy. That's Christy. Listen, if, listen, it's not healthy cereal. They say pinch no, an inch. It's sugary. That's not. It's sugary. I'm, I'm thinking like, you know. Sugar crisps, okay, or sugar fine. pops. That's fine. Okay, right? or tricks. If I'm picking, Special K with strawberries is delicious. Really, Count yeah. Chocula. Okay, fine. There you go. Okay, what's your Captain favorite sugar cereal? Sugar crisps. Sugar, crisps. which have been renamed to <laughs> Golden Crisps. It's oh. still sugary. 
Okay. It's good. the it's the little bear. Can't get enough super sugar crisps. You know yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I do know Always that. Always on my mind. Yes. Yeah. Christy, your favorite sugar cereal? Lucky Charms. Oh, oh okay. of course. Okay. Late at night. Right, so a nighttime right. bowl after you've been out. Yes. Give so me you, that. You might be surprised what's on this list and what's not on this okay, list. Top 10. Away. Number 10, Cocoa Krispies. 39% sugar. Listen, uh, my neighborhood, uh, her name was Tracy. She was a neighborhood kid. One, when we were kids, she stuck a Cocoa Crisp up her nose, panicked. Her mother called the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> and they came. And they came. She stood there crying. They went, blow your nose. And they came out. That's the, the fire department. That is awesome. Number nine, Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Forty percent sugar. And no taste. Yeah. Number eight, corn pops. Corn pops. Also tied with Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms, mm. and Reese's Puffs. Yeah. At forty-one percent. Starting your day with some Reese's Puffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's Christie's. Uh, Christie's at number eight. Number seven, Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries. That's good stuff. Forty-two percent like sugar. Mm-hmm. Number six, Apple Jacks. Mm. And s'mores with a Z. <laughs> you familiar with s'mores with a Z? Oh yeah, Wait. really? Oh yeah. Is that good? No. Okay. Apple Jacks. That's like freeze dried stuff. Isn't I like it? Apple Jacks. Right. Oh yeah, that's. that's good. I mean, there's not. You don't have little bits of dried apple in there. Oh, you don't. No, there's I no. You fr- did. There's nothing good for you in oh, Apple okay. Jacks. No, they're something. like little Cheerios that are apple flavored, artificially. I'm sure. Number five, Thai, Captain Crunch. Mm. Wait, what? Didn't we? No, we didn't say Captain Crunch. No. We said Lucky Charms. Captain Crunch, Cocoa Puffs, yeah. Count Chocula, and Quaker Oats O's. Oh, okay. Which Quaker? Anything by Quaker kind of tricks you into thinking that it's like healthy. No, it's not. It's not. No, that's forty-four percent. Captain sugar. Crunch. I loved Captain Crunch as a kid. Number number four, Quaker Oats, Captain Crunch, Oops, All Berries. Mm-hmm. So that's just the you know the color. Yeah, the exactly. Forty-seven yeah, yeah. percent sugar. Number three. This sounds. Disgusting. Kellogg's Fruit Loops Marshmallow. <laughs> like Lucky Charms. 48% sugar. Shooby. Number two, we're getting to the top now. Mm-hmm. Post's Golden Crisp. 52% sugar. That's super sugar crisp. Oh, so it, oh, that's, that's a, the yeah, golden yeah, crisp. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who, who's the dog or something? No, it's the, a bear. Oh. Can't get enough super sugar crisp. That, that right, guy. Well. All right. The number one. Could you have any guesses for what we have not discussed? Tricks. Yet? Oh, Trix was not mentioned. Oh, the rabbit. So Trix must not be in the really? top ten. Oh, okay. That's a surprise. Yeah, isn't it is. It? You think it'd be pure sugar. Okay, now this is a cereal that I loved as a child. Honey Smacks, number one. Honey Smacks. It's the same thing as is uh, Sugar Crisp, I think. Uh, honey Smacks. I think. Well, there is it the Honey Bear. I think maybe. I've never heard the, of it. No, so. Honey Smacks. Yes, you have. It's, oh yeah, it's Show the Chris. green oh, yeah. frog. I think it's the same. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. You know that. Yeah. It's I don't. The, I don't. You really? I don't. Is it kind of puffed rice? Yeah. And covered yeah, yeah, yeah. With, it's know, covered with delicious brown sugary goodness. Yeah, of course it is. Honey Smacks. Mm. 56% sugar. I don't eat cereal in the morning, but late at night, I like a bowl, right? Okay, well, if you're doing a bowl of Honey Smacks, I, want, I mean, that would be, that's 15 grams of sugar per serving. Nice. And then you have something on top of that, like a sandwich. Or how about you put a banana in there? Oh, that's, that's very good. nice. That's really delicious. Sure. It's 2 a.m. and I'm eating a bowl of cereal. super bad for you. Feels good. All right, we'll come back during the 5 o'clock hour. We are getting underway with, oh, oh, the psychiatrist. The doctor is in during the 5 o'clock hour. Kurt Thompson. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh. To hear us there, we're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. You may have heard that in Washington, I was just on the phone. Looks like you reached a bipartisan agreement on infrastructure. Fancy word for bridges, roads. Speaking in Lower McGungie Township, Pennsylvania, President Biden pushing new Buy American efforts acknowledges that an agreement on his $1 trillion infrastructure bill between Republicans and Democrats has apparently been reached. Republican senators say they're ready to vote to take up the bill, and an evening test vote is possible now. The Federal Reserve says the U.S. economy is strengthening and making progress on the Fed's employment and inflation goals. The central bank says that it will keep its benchmark short-term rate pegged at nearly zero, where it's remained since the pandemic tore through the economy in March 2020. The Dow is down 32 points. The Nasdaq is up 120. This is SRN News. This summer, we... At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need, 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE, 844-57-BIBLE. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Uncle Ryan is going to talk about how hot, hot, hot cash-out refinances are. That sounds fun. I sound like a broken record. I've been doing this for 18 years. I have never seen a market like this in my life. Home values have generally been skyrocketing the last couple of years. And with interest rates being so low, I've actually seen refinances where people are able to cash out that newly found equity in their homes, do home improvements, whatever it may be, and still save money per month compared to what their prior mortgage payment was. So it's worth a shot just to give us a phone call. And one thing I can promise at United Faith Mortgage is we will not be pushy. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I can promise you we will not be that way. I like to see it as my job is to present you with a few different options. I step back, I let you decide, and I'll let you call me when you want to move forward. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. 
Becoming cloudy tonight, we'll see a nighttime low of 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, it will be humid with a couple of heavy thunderstorms. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high tomorrow of 79. Friday will be mostly sunny, less humid in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour, this Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. It's going to be a good hour. Mm -hmm. If you missed anything in the 4 o'clock hour, you know you can always check out our podcast. It's available in every single place you could get a podcast. Yep. You name your platform, it's there. Also, uh, we're live right now, Facebook Live, um, uh-huh. 101.5 Word FM and the Ride Home with John and Kathy. So if you want to say hi there, we'll say hi back. Very good. At least I will. All right. I probably won't. I'm surprised that you do that. Why Why would that be a surprise? Because when people weigh in. You're doing a radio show answering. and at the same time you're talking to people online. Well, at the same time. This is this is the current age that we're in, right? Don't we like to talk to people? It's hard enough for me to have a cognitive, you know, a thought here that's, you know, processed that makes sense. There's not one Just, comment on the on the ride home today. Well, so if someone make a comment and then I'll eh, eh, you know, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, okay. so, so you're listen. asking my opinion. So, yeah. I, so I, I was in church on Sunday, John, yeah. and uh, this young woman came up to me who I haven't seen in a long time, uh-huh. and um, she was. I came up. We were just kind of getting reacquainted. Blah blah blah. What's new? She said, oh, "I got married." I said, "You did?" I said, "Where'd you meet your husband?" She said, "I met him on a dating app." Whoa! And I said. Really? There you go, the dating app. Tell me about that experience. Anyway, it was a good conversation. Right. Just another reminder that every, you know, dating's different. Yes, it is, man. If, when we were kids, sure. Holy smokes. Okay, what about the dating shows? Are you a fan? I cannot do those. Things. Oh no, listen, no. Yeah. I really enjoyed uh, the Indian dating show uh, on Netflix, which I loved because it was all about these like arranged marriages. It was really weird. I knew nothing about this the culture, and I found it fascinating. Okay, great. Yeah. Christy, do you watch a dating show? I don't, but I am on dating apps. Okay, good. How's okay, that great. going? So we could do a show. It, it's not great. Okay. Oh, I can't imagine how my heart breaks. That's got to be so living in the world of swipes. Yeah, you get on there and your hopes are up and then, you know, uh, they're just not what you're looking for. Yeah. Hopes are crushed. Have there ever, has there been like a good date ever? Yeah, I've dated guys for months on end. For, that you met on a dating app? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, so there is hope. Hope springs eternal. But I believe, I don't know if this is true or not, don't you think most people are going to meet their, their partner through a friend, a family member, I don't know. I mean, look, I just talked or... to this woman on Sunday, dating app. She's thrilled with it. Okay. Everything worked out great. I don't know. Just watch the sangria. That's all I got to say. I, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to get carried into Be that, Be careful, people. all that whole thing, right? All right, so reality dating shows. No, I've never gotten into them. Okay, well, I, I just made my confession about that crazy Indian show, yeah. which I loved. So apparently, there's a ton of them out there. Um, what, uh, Sexy Beasts. Have you heard of that one? Yes, I have. This is the one where they're wearing costumes, right. where they're wearing like turtle right. heads. A, what I love about it is it's a, the idea of it, it's supposed to take the emphasis away from the physical. Uh-huh. So that when someone comes in and they're wearing like a giant, like alligator on their head, right? That it's not going to. And match. meanwhile, they're rocking like giant ass. Exactly. Right. Everybody's skinny, in great shape. So of course, right. I mean, because there's nothing worse than like in a dumpy guy wearing a turtle head. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, seriously. Who'd want to? Okay, uh, how about HBO Max's uh, F Boy Island, in which a trio of women strive to separate the nice Andonises from the nasty ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, also, right. uh, Netflix mega hit called Love is Blind, in which singles shared heart to heart thoughts through a wall. And a handful got engaged before ever laying eyes on one another. In the end, two couples tied the knot. So you're talking to someone through a wall? You were doing this at your house when they had COVID. I was. I certainly was. <laughs> Love you. Don't, don't, in, don't, in, don't infect us, but how are you? What can you? How weird would that be? You're talking to somebody through a okay, wall. Okay, so that does take the physical thing completely out of it. Sure does. If it really does, much more so than sexy beast does. Yeah. What if somebody came out looking like you know John Belushi, and you thought they were like you know Adonis? Would that change things? Yes, it would change things. No, why? What? How could what it you, not change No, things? what if you felt and you thought this guy is so interesting? I love what he has to say. I love how he says says it. Well, I love his a, worldview. That's a really big and part he, of it. No. Really? Oh, really? So you would follow- Okay. Have you seen You've Got Mail? Yes, I have. Okay. But you don't remember it as I do because I have it memorized. But <laughs> the one the one scene where Tom Hanks finally like lays eyes on her. Oh, right. Ex- of course. Except he's afraid to look at her. So he takes, is it Dave Chappelle, I believe, who's in it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's been like- four, been a couple what, years since I have it memorized. How old is that movie? Oh, 25 50, years? At least 20. Yeah. At least 20. Do you know and- it, Christy? I know what it is. I don't know the year okay. it came out. Okay, yeah. I think it's Dave Chappelle. Anyway, um, he says, he, Tom Hanks says, is she pretty? Because all they've been doing is communicating on online. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle says, she is a very pretty woman. And he says, I knew she would be. I knew she would be. Because he liked her so much as a person, he was convinced that he would think that she was attractive when he saw her. So what if she wasn't? Thing. What if she said, no, well, you know, she has nice hair. Right. Or what if she has bad hair? Right. Or whatever. I think it's important. I think so seeing the person. Of no, course, I think seeing the person is important. The swipe it's says everything. The swipe is because right. You're you're. It's instantaneous. You're judging, judging, judging yeah, as the so swipe like, goes okay, by. So the app thing is more problematic because there's no real time interaction. Right. It makes me anxious. You the, can like chat with people, and then you can you know what I do is give them a fake number from google or whatever right. and that's right. how you chat with them like over the phone right but how about this has there been times i'm sure there has been times where the photo's been misrepresentative oh yes right yeah you think they're adonis and they show up and they look like you know dopey yeah mm-hmm. that's hard i uh, my heart breaks for anybody out yeah, there yeah, doing yeah. that it's uh, difficult anyway okay so is there a like is is there a good side of reality dating shows I can't imagine there okay. is. No. I'm just asking. No. I, I think I mean, it just... You said you gained something from the Indian thing. Oh, because well, it was the cultural thing about, you know, the, what I gained about it was in that in that that culture, the whole family, now believe me, if it wasn't me having to go through the process, and especially from a woman's perspective, the grandmother, the mother-in-law, the mother, the father, the cousin, they're all sitting around the table and they're meeting together. They're making a family decision based about upon the girl. Yeah, about the boy too. Oh, really? Okay. About all these different facets of how they fit or not in the, you know. Okay, so the interesting in thing, the family. I believe about. Well, I shouldn't say this. I I have read in certain places that arranged marriages are much more successful than you would think they are. 
I would think that they would be. Because of the You're fact committed that the, to the family because, making it yeah, work but, together exactly, as a unit. Because the family's part of the Right. Decision. It's not a swipe. I don't know that. It's not a fly by night. I mean, I don't want to be choosing like Christie's marriage partner. Well, when that Thanks. time comes. <laughs> That's gonna... a great response. Thanks. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, hey, speaking of dating, um, we're doing something here at the station. Uh, Word FM's date night is back. And uh, this time, we're going to go out in the Three Rivers. Yeah. We're going to go out in a boat. I can't wait. That, but... There it is. That actually sounds nice. It's the uh, Gateway Clipper Trip. Fleet's Princess Boat. That, and that's its horn mm-hmm. right there. August 25th for a romantic night out. You and your spouse aboard the Gateway Clipper Princess. Tickets on sale right now at wordfm.com. Kath and I, Chrissy, are you going? I don't know. We're, we're not sure. Yeah, you know Come what? on. You ha- there, there was talk in the meeting today about me being there, but yeah. we're not sure. with us. Okay, well. Because we're going. What if we, we could turn it into, like, it's it, we could do a date night, right, for people who are already together. And then we could add, like, a whole, like, singles thing to it, too. No, that poor Christy. It, it's no, really no, awkward. It's, it's, it's super, super awkward. awkward. Never, That's the glory of it. My son, have you heard that? My son would be perfect for you. Or, or I hear that all the time. Of course. Oh, that's horrible. That's right. a terrible thing. Well, to here say. you are, fifty thousand watts. Forget the swipe. We got Christy in the control That's room right. right now. That's exactly right. Forget anyway, it. so date night is what night? Uh, August twenty fifth. Wordfm.com okay. is the yes. place to go. Take we your will, sweetie out. Yes, and we will be there. Unfortunately, I'm going to be your date again. <laughs> our spouses are not coming. Yeah, I said to my wife, "You want to come?" She's like, "You're working." Right, exactly. The last thing I want to do is show up. My husband was like, why do I want to be there when you're working? So we hope you can go. Date night is back August 25th aboard the Gateway Clippers Princess. Join us, wordfm.com. Back in a few minutes, the doctor is in, Dr. Kurt Thompson, the psychiatrist. He's next. W-O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Chris Tomlin and Friends. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just gotta say, thank you, Lord. Mac Powell and River of Life. And all together from Mike Donahue. All together. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you in part by McQueen Building Company. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the Spring House in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Learning has has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. Remember what it was like getting together with your partner for a fabulous night out? It's been too long. Join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clippers Princess for our date night dinner cruise, Wednesday, August 25th. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers while you enjoy a great dinner, music, and fabulous views of the city skyline. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers. Just $45 a ticket. Don't miss the boat. Reserve your seat now at wordfm.com slash date night. Summertime, when we were kids, you know, you'd say to your mom, Mom, I'm so bored. My mom would say, How can you be bored? Just go inside your head. Which made a lot of sense. Say, yeah. Just go inside your head. I mean, inside our heads, yeah. we ignore a lot of that now because we, don't, we go inside of our phones, right? And we skip our brains. Well, the uh, doctor is in. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. He's a regular guest on our show. Dr. Thompson is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia, author of a book we love called The Soul of Shame retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. His upcoming book is called The Soul of Desire, but here today to talk to us about going inside our heads with our imagination. Kurt, welcome back. John and Kathy, great to be with you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, Kurt, I was thinking about Andy Crouch when uh, John was talking. He's been a good friend of our show over the years, and uh, he (laughs) he said, creativity only exists on the other side of boredom. Mm. And if we never let ourselves get bored or never let our kids get bored or never let our friends get bored, then we're never going to get to that other place, fertility, which, the is, which is where we really use our imagination. Um, so, right. so, yeah, so talk about what, what imagination produces, because in such a results-oriented culture, I would say a lot of people would say it's a waste of time. Exactly. Well, you know, what, what's interesting is that from the very beginning, you know, the, the word imagination that we all kind of, you know, we, can, we, we all have an idea about what we mean by that. But the word imagination initially comes from the word image. And we image things, of course, meaning that we picture things in our mind. And our imaginations are certainly built and necessary for creativity. You know, Albert Einstein used to say that long before he ever considered what the numbers were about the theory of relativity, about the mathematics, he used to comprehend these notions in pictures in his mind. He would imagine pictures about, so planets coming together, how all this worked was a picture to him. One of the things that we know about our imaginations is that we understand our stories. We think about our, who we are as people. Who do you imagine yourself to be? It's not just a thought, but it literally is how we image that thought in our mind. 
for many of us who are isolated, especially with COVID, that capacity to both practice imaging and exercising that creativity, much as Andy talks about, that tra- that, that that capacity for practicing that imagination has been truncated. It's been it's shrunk because we don't have as much contact with other people. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I think, is this notion that we have an idea in our mind about who we are and what our life is about. I mean, all of our listeners right now, if we were to say, can you, you know, if you were to describe to someone else, how do you imagine your life to be right now? How do you imagine it? You would find that people would begin to literally do things in their minds in which they would picture their spouses, their children, their friends, their enemies, the things that are difficult about them, they would image these things. And then we want to ask the question, how is your life going to be renewed? What does it mean for us to have our minds be renewed? And we know that the leading edge of the renewal of the mind begins with imagination. I can't live into a new life that I don't first imagine. And that imagination is often one that requires, in order for it to be exercised, often requires sometimes stressful situations, right? This, this notion that when I'm under stress, when I'm under duress, kids will come to parents, right? And they'll say like, I'm bored. And about that time when mom says, you know, I'm so glad that you told me that because I have some chores for you to do right now. <laughs> and the minute that she says this, you will be amazed yeah. at how their imaginations are fired in the ways that they can come up with things that they can do. Mm. But what's striking about that moment right there, which is common to all of us, we've all had those moments. What's striking about that is the child comes to mom and mom doesn't just give the child what the child wants. Mom actually puts before the child a challenge, if you will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stress your brain a little bit. And the way that I'm going to do it is to say, like, I have some extra chores that I'd like for you to help me with. And the moment that that happens, it begins to mobilize within this child the capacity to imagine something else. His capacity to stretch his imagination depends upon the presence of another person. Hmm. Our imaginations are not to be understood to be fully functional just because we make them so. We need the presence of other people who can spark that imagination, sometimes by asking us questions, but sometimes by giving us challenges. I'm reminded of Jesus in John chapter 6 when the disciples come to him, 5,000 people spread out all over the hillside, and they say, Master, we're in trouble. You should send these people home. And he said, no, we're going to feed people. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, we don't, we don't have much. And Andrew comes and says, no, well, we've got these, you know, we've got these couple of fish and five loaves. And Jesus says, you feed them. And I'm thinking to myself, if he says to me, Kurt, you feed them, I don't have the imaginative capacity to know how are we going to do this. But Jesus steps in and invites us to imagine something, but he does so in the presence of a really difficult situation for the disciples. They were desperate. They wanted these people to go home. They didn't want to have to stretch their imagination. But instead of letting them off the hook, Jesus enabled them by asking them to watch him do what he does. He actually evokes in their imagination the capacity to see something out beyond what they could have imagined beforehand. This is so important for us 
as we think about like where our lives are now, especially in the middle, kind of coming out of this particular phase of COVID, where so many of us kind of sense our lives being stuck, truncated, bored, if you will, one of the first things that will be important for us to stretch our imagination will be the presence of others who will be curious about us, that who also will put challenges before us, but be present with us as we did it. Jesus didn't say to the disciples, hey, you just go feed these folks. He said, Give, bring me the fish, bring me the loaves. I'm going to show you how we do this. You know, one of the other striking ways in which imagination had to take place in the life of the early church was this notion that you have the Old Testament scriptures with the prophecies and the Psalms who were looking for a Messiah of a certain kind, and Jesus comes along, and now somehow the early church has to make sense of these scriptures in light of the resurrection, something that nobody saw coming. Mm, And now the same scriptures that I thought meant one thing when I read them in Isaiah, now I'm going to have to imagine them, reimagine them in a different way, stretching my imagination. And so for our day now, we want to ask the question, in the places where we feel most challenged, who are going to be the people who will be present with us that will enable us to stretch our imagination? Because when Jesus said to Peter, hey, get out of the boat and come to me, I know it's in the middle of the storm, I know you're a fisherman, I know that this doesn't make any sense in terms of the laws of physics, I want you to come and join me out here. Peter's imagination is going to have to be stretched, but he does so because he's paying attention to Jesus. When we pay attention to those who are coming to find us, to be present with us, it gives us the courage to allow our imaginations to stretch out beyond where shame beforehand had kept it more restricted. That's really good. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. He's a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He's the author of The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. And he's got an upcoming book that releases in October called The Soul of Desire, discovering the neuroscience of longing, beauty, and community. Now, I feel like what you're saying, Kurt, has a lot of application, especially when we're talking about the prophetic books in the Bible. You know, one of the things about studying Revelation is that you have to be able to utilize imagination imagination in it. You have to, you know, it's just, it's a different kind of literature than other books we're reading. It's not a, you know, it's not a didactic, you know, a teaching tool. Um, and so talk about how, do you feel like we're poverty stricken when it comes to imagination? So we're not able to engage with books like that in ways that are effective? Well, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things I, I, I think you're absolutely right. We would say that imagination is important in two ways. One is that it is painfully, painfully underdeveloped in, in our in our culture currently, because in, in no small in, in no small respect, again, I'm not a Luddite, but it doesn't take much to see that as long as I just sit on my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed, I really don't have to work that hard. Right, right. I don't have to stretch my imagination. One of the most powerful things that we can do to work our imagination is to involve ourselves in reading what we call deep reading, reading literature that includes stories that are long to read. If you're going to read Lord of the Rings, it requires your imaginative work to do really hard work. If you're going to read the book of Revelation, if you're going to read the book of Isaiah over the course of weeks, 
it's going to require you to do the work of imagination. It gives your imagination, it takes your imagination to the gymnasium Mm -hmm. and enables it to work out. If you're spending time on the Internet, that's not where your imagination is necessarily going to most effectively be exercised. Not that we don't get that at all there. We can't. But when you have to do the extra work, you give yourself the opportunity, first of all, because it's a slower pace. You don't just read Revelation in five minutes. It's a slower pace that allows your brain the opportunity to stretch out beyond what typically it has been able to do beforehand. I love that. Most important, I would say, you know, one of the most important things about this is that, like, when it comes to imagination, when Jesus says, love your enemies, I would say, I can't imagine doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's like, like, quite literally, I don't have the image in my mind of how that's even possible until I watch him do it. Mm-hmm. And once I see him yeah, do it, yeah. then I can do it. And so here's the question. Whose imaginations does God want to use us to stretch mm-hmm. and to expand that's another question that's important for us. That's fabulous. Kurt, it's always interesting. Thanks so much. Uh, I could not have imagined this conversation before you brought it up. Really, <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> always really good. Dr. Kurt Thompson, uh, his book, The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories We Believe About Ourselves, and the upcoming, The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience, uh, Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community, released in October this year. Thanks, Kurt. Really good stuff. Great to be with you. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Our daily feature, Does This Make Sense? That's next here on The Ride Home. Grove City College, a group of young people who are engaged in a rigorous academic journey. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. What happens at Grove City College? This is not essentially for the faint of heart. It is a rigorous, mm-hmm. deep dive into an academic load. It is. You know, I've had this conversation with both of my kids a lot over the last couple of years. Mom, I don't know how I'm going to do on the midterm. Like, I, I don't know. What, what if I don't pass this class? And, you know, both of my kids do pretty well in school, but it's a challenging atmosphere. What I love about it, though, is that there's help for you. You know, I, it's like if, if you if you can't get what you need, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to pass microeconomics, which I didn't when I was an undergrad. Right. <laughs> They've got a, a great tutoring setup. So it, it's it's one of those things that you want to be challenged, but you want to also have some people behind you to support you so you feel like in the challenge you can succeed. Amen to that. Grove City College, rigorous academics, great and fun athletics, wonderful Christian values, and some of the most amazing people that I promise you, you will ever meet. For more information, look online for you or your rising senior gcc.edu. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle could lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set yourself reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com. Getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy so we don't miss out on what matters. Like celebrating Grandma's 50th wedding anniversary with close family. Yeah, can't do that. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu, especially now. No one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. Becoming cloudy tonight, we'll see a nighttime low of 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, it will be humid with a couple of heavy thunderstorms. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high tomorrow of 79. Friday will be mostly sunny, less humid in the afternoon. Expect a high Friday of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Organic milk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, I understand the entire, you know, the organic movement. Do you understand the movement? You know, the movement. The chemical-free thing mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. Organic milk. For some people, I believe, yeah, you know, they've got a... Oh, I'm asking you a question, yes or no, for crying out loud. (laughs) Personally, for me, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. I could give a little tutorly about organic milk. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth about organic milk. What are you kidding me? How about some Turner's milk? Just drink that. How about some Springhouse chocolate milk? Just drink this stuff. Organic milk. No, it doesn't make any sense. Does it make sense to you? Absolutely. Oh, of course it does. Listen to me. It tastes better. Come on. It tastes better. It does. It does. Now, listen, I'm a skim milk drinker. Oh, that's okay, the, which there's, I know, there's a problem I know, right you're there. All, everybody's going to get all like, oh, my gosh, you don't know anything about good taste. I'm just you know, trying to be healthy. But mm. let me say this. Organic skim milk is like a whole mile different than regular really? skim milk. What? So there's organic cows? Is that I, the deal? Oh, my gosh. I mean, no, it's not organic cows. Right, you so, feed them. Yeah. And I'm not going to inject them with chemicals. or. You know, all right. All right. Organic milk. Wow. Does it make sense You're really dismissive of me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not, just not you. Just the movement. 
All right, does this make sense? Yeah. The septum piercing? Oh. Oh. I mean, have yourself a glass of organic milk. Okay, listen. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I'm asking you. Time for me to weigh in? Yeah, go I hate that. I, that does not make sense. Oh. That is so distracting to me. Like, I'm trying to look at a person in the eye. How can you do Value that? them, appreciate them, communicate with them. That's the only thing I can look at. I'm having a conversation. I'm just with... looking at that. I can't, I can't stop looking at that. You know what I'm thinking? I want to pull that sucker right out. <laughs> I do. Give me that. I want to. I mean. No. Well, how does that look good? No, I don't. I don't it's, it, it takes away from the person. Times it 10. takes away from the person's face. I'm I don't understand. You, I'm on it. your side in this. I know it's a generational thing, yeah, and I'm yeah, like yeah. some old fogey compare. I just I no, look I at it and go, I can't. That doesn't make any and sense to I me whatsoever. All I can think of is, so how much did that hurt? Yeah. All you know is had to hurt bad, yeah. right? I don't like lay down a lot, but I say to my kids, guys, do whatever you Don't want, be doing do. that thing. Please don't come home like that. Please, for the love of goodness. Anyway, organic milk. You're saying yes. Septum piercing. Two thumbs down. That doesn't make any sense at all. 101.5 WORD. On the cross, Satan's power over Jesus' flock was curtailed. Dr. Michael Youssef. Because on the cross, the barrier of sin has been removed. The death that characterized our fate has been taken away, and we have been made alive with Christ forevermore. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factors? Factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 83121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. What is an integrated curriculum? For the teachers at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon, their award-winning approach is like a wheel, where subjects like science, math, and language arts are the spokes. But at the center, God is the hub, holding it all together. And through hands-on learning, monthly field experiences, the all-school unit, and more, kids develop a passion for learning and faith in a way that's really cool. Schedule a private tour today. Jubilee Christian School, K-6th grade. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. think about times in my life that were really foundational. I mean, like, I don't know, there are certain eras that you go through, right? Which are times of, you know, I think every era is a time of growth, but there are some eras where things are just supercharged and you think, okay, you kind of get a feeling at the time that there are some, you know, kind of relatively important things happening. But when you're through it and you look back, you think, wow, that was a time when I could have gone one of two ways. You know, I could have chosen this chosen that i could be living a completely different life right now if i had made a different choice then no doubt so college i'm talking about college and especially as a believer a young believer at a college i don't think it's any secret that you know a lot of universities can actually undermine the christian faith yeah right i mean yes of course I mean, that like can happen. the religious studies department is probably the biggest underminer of christian faith at yeah. public universities so then how do you do that? I mean, I, uh, if you're an 18, a 19-year-old, a freshman walking in the door thinking, this is going to be great. I'm okay. going to make yeah, new right. friends and all, change things. Well, how do, you have, how do you keep your Christian faith in college? So I've told this story before on the air, but it's illustrative of you know, some of the challenges that people experience in college. I went into my freshman philosophy class, and uh, I went into it. And the professor said, as part of, you know, the introduction, like, this is what the course is going to be. This is what we're going to study. These are, you know, the books you have to buy, all that sort of thing. And then he said, do any of you, raise your hand if you believe in God. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many, that there were probably 150 of us in this class. So, like, I don't know, a couple, I don't know how many people raised their hands. I was one of them. And he said, okay. We'll see by the end of the semester oh, good. how many of you still do. Wait, well, throwing a challenge down yeah, to wreck yeah, your yeah. faith? Exactly. That's the goal? That's, That's the what goal. you're paying money That's, for. Right. So, yeah. So Did that, you go home and tell your mom? Well, you know, I, I didn't. I, I didn't communicate with my parents much about my classes, which I look back on that and I think, why, why was why was that? Yeah. But that's the way it was. Anyway, that was a direct challenge. But this is what I did. So I left that class and I remember walking across campus and going right to see my campus staff person. So this is the person who worked for the CCO, the, Christ- the Coalition for Christian Outreach. And he was sitting there and I said, hey, I, I just want to like debrief something with you. This is what just happened to me. My religious studies my professor l- was trying to crush my My faith. philosophy professor, right, was trying to do this. So, but it ended up to be a fine semester. It was a good interaction with my professor. By the end of the semester, I didn't lose my faith in God. Mm-hmm. But if I wouldn't have had somebody to like... Engage, engage with to talk that through someone who was going to be with me for the rest of the semester and say, okay, let's kind of like, you don't need to drop the class. We don't need to run away in fear, but let's like equip you to be ready for a challenge like this. And that's what happened to me. Very good. Dan Dupee is with us. Dan is the acting president of the Coalition for Christian Outreach, aforementioned here, the CCO. Dan, you hear Kathy's story about a philosophy professor just trying to crush her faith 
that's a pretty common thing, right? I mean, actively on campus, they're trying to undermine our faith. It, it is, and I think, Kathy, not that you were in college all that long ago. No, it seems of like course. yesterday. I know. It really was. Yeah. It was only just a couple years. It was a couple years ago. I think so the, there's similarities now to what you experienced that still that story still resonates it still makes sense it still happens i think it happens with greater frequency um i think the the some of the restraining forces that that uh, made that a less common occurrence um seem to have dissipated you know and it's uh it's a more common thing um but you know the point of the point that you don't have to you, you know, the Christian faith has intellectual uh, chops. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you are not, uh, you feel at a decided disadvantage because you got a PhD and you're an undergraduate and this is not exactly a fair fight, but the actual stuff of our faith is credible in the marketplace of ideas. Right. And, and that, uh, you know, that's the experience that you had. And of course, the key there was not trying to do it in isolation. Yeah, right. And Dan, you know, I I look back at that. I've I've looked back at that so many times. And I think that whole thing was such a lesson to me because I think my first inclination was that I would drop the class. Right. You think, okay, well, I don't need, you know, I don't need, this is too weird. Now I was in a very, very unique position because my mom was an employee at the university of Pittsburgh. I didn't pay for tuition. So it's different if that's a class you're paying for. So I understand that if if parents are listening to this and they would make a different decision, I totally get that. Um, But my first inclination was to run away and think, you know what, I I don't want to, I'm too scared to engage in this. As you said, Dan, it's not a fair fight, but my uh, campus minister being able to say, I'll stick with you through this, but I want you to stick in this. I want to see, I want you to see that your faith and your reasoning can survive this. And from that point on, I think I lost a good amount of my apprehension about whether I could maintain a Christian faith, solidly speaking, in an intellectual sphere like that. Own your faith. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that kind of experience is transformative. I was with someone today who uh, went to school here in Pittsburgh. Very similar story. A religious studies professor who uh, whose main thesis was Jesus was not a real person. He didn't exist in history. Yep. Uh, this yep. is a narrative about mm-hmm. this is all fiction. And 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 for him, it was a similar experience to you, Kathy. It was absolutely faith building. You know, I've got a, n- another uh, coworker who was a philosophy uh, student at a local private college and was in a class. Again, really, really similar experience. The interesting thing is the impact. So, you know, that had an impact for you, but for everybody that you knew who was a believer, there was an impact too. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I think when the when the debate goes public in the classroom, then it gets really interesting because other students go, gosh, you know, this, I don't have to just take whatever the professor is saying, you know, we can, there's an exchange here and, uh, and, and Christian students, you know, you gained confidence. I imagine some people around you did too. Right. I hope so. So here we are, Dan. We're like uh, two, three weeks away from college campuses opening up in earnest, right? I mean, in some ways, post-COVID-ish, right? 
Um, and I think a lot of – we remember Bruce Bickle, our, our friend Bruce Bickle, who said when he went to the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. his dad – the last thing his dad said was, son – Find one Christian man that you can connect with and stay with on your journey. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents think, I, if my kid is just surrounded by other good Christian guys or, or, or girls, and there's you know that support network, that's more than enough. So what does the CCO, what do they do, the Coalition for Christian Outreach, how does that work on campus, secular or otherwise? Yeah, the, the, the idea is to provide a community for students because the, I mean, a father who tells a son or a daughter, I want you to get connected is really doing a great service to them because that's the single most important thing. Assuming that, assuming that a young person is getting to the end of their high school years and, and, and there's a there there relative to their faith, you know, sometimes that has corroded uh, and they're, they're leaving and they're already in a state of flux. But Isolation is the biggest problem for Christian students on campus. Connections, the antidote. So the CCO is building communities of students on college campuses to go deeper in our faith and to do it while we're understanding the particular discipline that we've been called to study so that we understand, you know, what it what does our faith have to do with this thing? Because this thing's going to tie closely to what we do with the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it, as our world grows during college, our faith needs to grow, too. So we're on we've got staff people on campuses connected to churches to help walk with young people through those years. That's that's our that's our job. Dan DePee is with us, acting president of the Coalition for Christian Outreach, also called the CCO, and I'm holding his book in my hand now. So those of you watching the stream, it's not too late. The essential part you play in shaping your teen's faith, which is an absolutely terrifically helpful book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dan, for people who aren't, who maybe don't have an experience having a, a CCO or any kind of, of staff worker on campus who can help kids um, through faith-related things, um, I mean, I would just... I'd be a different person if it wasn't for the CCO. If you um, lost your faith. Yeah, it would just I would be a completely different person. It was that it was that formative of a time in my life, and the people who were on campus helping me were that formative in my um, in my in what I've become. So, talk to parents right now. Talk to college students. Talk to whoever's out there who you know why they should look for a university in which there's a CCO ministry. Walk in there. Yeah. Well, the the you know the the difference that was the difference that's made in your life it's not you know it was obviously it was singular in the sense it was you it was your it's your story this is part of it but that that same story gets played out over and over and over again with students it's the the um if someone is to walk through college faithfully as a believer uh, they've got to take an offensive stance. So when I'm talking to students, talking to parents, you know, don't wait for the game to come to you. <laughs> go on college, already having decided, be- go on the campus, having decided before you get there, two things. One is I'm going to find the fellowship on my campus. It could be a Bible study on my floor. Mm-hmm. It could be a fellowship. It could be something, could be the CCO. There are other ministries crew, intervarsity, navigators, there's something on most campuses. Find that and find a church. Mm 
And what I did with my kids is I, I, I made it as a request because it's there, you know, they're the ones living that life. I'm, I'm not with them. I shouldn't be with them. I hope I'm not with them, you know, while they're on campus. It was a request. And what I told them was, look, uh, I can't, it's your decision. But when I see you, I'm going to ask you. That's good. You know, have you, have you done this or haven't you? Yeah. That's really Um, good. Yeah. Okay, Dan, time is up in Radioland. Uh, we so appreciate you being with us today. So good to see your face, yeah. Dan. Love the CCO. That's Dan DePee, acting president of the CCO, and I've got Dan's book in my hand. It's terrific. It's not too late. The essential part you play in shaping your teen's faith. Thank you, Dan. Good to be with you. Yeah, and you Take as well. Care. Take a quick break. Come back. Um, we're going to talk about the High Line. It's on the south side. It used to be the terminal building. Now it's something brand new. Check this out. We'll be back in a minute. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Maybe you've missed church because of the pandemic. Maybe it's been years since you've come, or maybe you've never darkened a church door. But maybe it's time to discover God's love, God's truth, God's purpose for your life. Join us at First Presbyterian Church, 326th Avenue, downtown Pittsburgh, Sunday mornings at 1045 or online at fpcp.org. You are welcome here. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. One listener that stands out that I worked with recently was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders, and you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and never had any hardships in their life. Just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do to do this refinance, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year, finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. At the end of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like First Baptist Christian School of Butler. 
Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. There's some neat new public buildings in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. There are so many places that are yet to be discovered, yeah. right? Like, like the, the uh, new terminal in on Smallman Street, the old produce terminal in the Strip District. It's just fabulous now from that, the outside. I'm of two minds fabulous. of that. Are you? Why? Because I remember when it was a produce terminal. Yeah. And that employed a ton of people. And, you know, you could see it was kind of like, you know, the Brando film on the waterfront. There was all this activity of fish, produce. Right. I loved walking in there. Well, now that's gone, right? You know, the strip itself right. as a business essentially has changed forever. So now they're looking to build this terminal building as a, like... Well, it's already built. It's ready to go. Ready it to just go. needs tenants. But it's like an Etsy place, right? Is that what it um, is? Well, no, or I Or is think, it like the Seattle well, market? it's more like that. I think they want it to be more like... Pike Place, I think, okay. in Seattle. Um, but, the, you know, there's two terrific, um, you know, passageways. You can go right from Samama Street right down to the river. Um, there's a brewery in there right now. Not sure what else is in there. But the architecture of it, it's, it's just, a, it was a horrible time. I feel really terrible for the you know architect and the developer and everything for having to do that during COVID. Yeah, we were there um, just maybe three yeah, weeks or so but ago. But it looks terrific on the outside. And something else on the south side. Yeah, I mean, it used to be called the terminal buildings. Uh, you know, you're on the parkway or you're on the riverfront. You, know, you can see it. it used to say in gigantic, like several stories high, terminal building. And it was, for me, a mix of industry and artist. I remember having photographs taken there. I would was a delivery guy for a while and So if I so if I'm I'm uh, like on the Boulevard of the Allies if I go across the 10th Street bridge exactly. and take a right. That's exactly yeah. it. And so it's been around since like 1906. That's changed. Now it's become kind of an artsy hangout on the top floors of the terminal building. There is get this, a public park. Anyone can go. It's called the High Line. And it's, I mean, like you said about the, the Strip District, yeah, yeah. You, you come off the street and you go straight ahead, these massive buildings, you walk down sort of, not an alleyway, it's a street, several lanes street, and there you find yourself right on the river's edge. There's a park there. And there's a park on top of the buildings as I well. I can't picture this in my head. Like I can't, I, I have to, have you been there? Well, I've been there when it was, you know, an industrial site, right? Okay. but I've not been there since this new creation. Again, COVID Catch as catch can. Right. But as a play, just I want to see the public. You know, in New York City, they have something called the High Line. Right. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is, is such a cool thing. This is it, but a Pittsburgh version of it. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you like the High Line in oh, New York? Oh, I loved it. Okay. Super it's cool. Such, I, lo- I really love that idea. I mean, it's a little piece of nature in the middle yeah. of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Central Park, but it's more condensed and, of course, In a linear fashion. Very curated. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's... This is like this. Okay. So is, is it also making... Sp- is there like retail space there too? Yes. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it and it has several floors. It's more and, than several floors, and I believe at some point there'll be people living there as well. I mean, that's a great view. Can you imagine being in there in the windows? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, kind of like yeah. being in Station Square. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Our friends had offices there. We'd go in there and look at that view of the city. But that's a you know a diagonal. Yeah, view you could see down yeah, river. Down river. I like that. Yeah. So fabulous. I mean, they, they offer uh, tours of the city and all sorts of permeations on the city, in the city, and in the buildings. Yeah. If you, you know, it, usually it's like a tourist thing. You're bringing somebody from out of town. But just for us, regular Pittsburghers who've lived here for decades, you get a really different look if you go inside and see 
find yourself a little tour guide to take you on that. It's not that expensive. You could be my tour guide. Okay. I won't charge you a whole lot. That's nice. Thanks for being with us. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.